This teaching is called Understanding the Healing Power of God. Came from this book, which I read, which just enthralled me. This book was written by a man. I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. His name's Doug James, and he um, teaches at the Rama Bible College, which is Kenneth Hagin's um, Bible College. And Kenneth Hagin is a—he's—he's a, he's now passed on. His son is is um, very active in his ministry now. But this man, Doug James, leads their school of healing. He is a powerful man of God. And the book is called Understanding the Healing Power of God. And what we're going to be talking about today are some of the tidbits from this book. We've been talking about biblical ways that God heals. We had them up there on on the screen just a minute ago. Lots and lots of different ways. And I know God isn't a God that's in a box. My God's a big God, and he can, he can heal outside of the box, right? He can heal outside of what the Bible says. He can heal in however he wants to heal. You know, he spit on mud and put it on men's eyes, and they were healed. He can heal. You know, I'm not going to probably spit on mud and put it on your eyes, but you never know. You never know. The point being, there are many ways that God heals. But the common denominator is that it's his power. It's his godly goodness that is the, the impetus of that healing. So we're going to talk about that power today. Would you look at the lesson purpose with me, please? This kind of puts a, it all in a, a, a package so you kind of have an idea what we're going to be talking about. Two things work together to attain healing. Faith and the grace of God. Grace is God's part. And it's already accomplished. God's grace, his free gift to free us from the oppression of sickness and disease, was supplied to us through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lessons 1, 2, 3, and 4 in the Bible study are all about God's part. God's completed work. It's done. It's finished. He did a really good job. Jesus finished the work and and purchased everything for us because we're worth it to him. Faith to receive is our part. Faith simply appropriates or takes hold of what God has already provided through grace. But it doesn't happen without our cooperation. Faith is making a choice to believe God's promises over your intellectual knowledge or your senses or the doctor's report. Faith is the cord that plugs into the grace of God so that his power to heal or save or rescue or protect or anything else that we need may flow. Now, just a second ago, we talked about that prayer of faith, and I said, stay tuned. This is great. The prayer of faith puts us in that position of plugging in to the grace of God, plugging in to the, to the access of everything he has for us. It's already there. It's like right now we have electricity in this building. The power source is here. But if we don't plug into it, we can't get power to whatever it is that we need power for. That's our God. His, his power is, is, is there. His healing grace is finished. But we need to connect with it. 
and our part is faith. The next several weeks, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about how to plug in. But today, what we're going to talk about is the actual power. We don't need to pray for more power. We don't have a problem with power today. What we have a problem with is understanding it, a knowledge problem. So the purpose of this teaching is to reveal God's truth regarding his healing power. And when that truth is revealed to you and you know it, then you are in a different place than if you didn't know it. Just like me, when I was diagnosed with cancer and I didn't know it was God's will to heal, when I found out that it was God's will to heal, I had something, I had a treasure beyond, beyond anything I could even have imagined. And now I'm standing here healed. If I, nobody had told me that, if nobody had ever given me the knowledge, I wouldn't be here today. And many of you wouldn't be here today because the word has gone out like a ripple as we have shared God's truth. As this, this church and me and the ministry team have told our story, other people have gotten healed, right? Okay, so that's the same thing with what I'm teaching tonight. This is awesome truth. Foundation one, we're going to talk about some big ideas. The first one is the presence of the healing power of God. The presence, how that healing power of God is made present. Foundation one. Just because the healing power of God is present does not guarantee you will be healed. So you may have a need for healing, but that doesn't cause God's healing power to be manifest. If it did, there wouldn't be anybody sick. We might have a need, but that doesn't mean that the power would be manifest because faith has to be connected first. Would you look with me at Luke chapter 5? I'm going to show you an example in the Bible. Everything we do here is based on the Bible. It's based on his truth. So Luke chapter 5, starting with verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, that's Jesus, as Jesus was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. We're talking about the power of God being present to heal. And it says them. So there are all these people that had come together. Pharisees and teachers of the law, they were all sitting around, many of them. And the power of God was present to heal them. Jesus was teaching. Jesus was preaching. The power was present. Does it tell in the scripture about any of them getting healed? The Pharisees, the, the people that were there, the teachers of the law? No. Let me go on. Then, behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up to the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, remember, faith, faith is the connection. And when he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven. In other words, there were several people lowering this man down, and there was the man. And Jesus was speaking to them, and he said, 
he saw their faith and he said, your sins are forgiven. And, but when Jesus, oh, I'm sorry. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you or rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. So there's a whole other teaching in here about the forgiveness of sin and healing being completely intertwined. And I don't have time to go into it now, but let me just give you this little nugget. Jesus said, so that your sins are forgiven. He said, um, he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. And there was this big argument. And Jesus said, I said that so that the Son of Man, so that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And then he said, rise up and walk. When that man got up and walked, when that man was healed, it was visible, wasn't it? They could see it with their eyes. They could see the miracle before their eyes. They couldn't see the healing of his forgiveness. They couldn't see his healing of his soul. But they could see him getting up and walking. Jesus said, I said that so that you may know that the Son of Man has the power to forgive on this earth. Healing and forgiveness are completely intertwined. I'm going to do that teaching one of these days and just go scripture after scripture that proves that according to God's word. But the point I'm trying to make here is that faith must be connected to the power. And it's said right here, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And when Jesus said, I see your faith, that's when the healing happened. Okay, we're going to go quickly through the first three or four foundations, and then we're going to slow down when we talk about our part in receiving. Foundation two, the power of the Lord can be present to heal and your senses be totally unaware of it. Your senses are an unsafe guide to determine whether or not the healing power is present. You might not feel a thing. That doesn't mean his power to heal isn't present. You might feel it, and you might not. It doesn't matter. The power is present to heal. It's there, whether you sense it, whether you feel it or not. Foundation three. In order to benefit from the healing power, you must first believe that the power is present. And I would like to go to another scripture here. Would you turn to Mark chapter five? In order to benefit... You need to believe that the power is present. So it doesn't require faith for the power to be present. I could easily, we could easily right now have people that are very skeptical and say, oh, this is maybe it's the first time you've heard it. Believe me, the first time I heard this, it was like, oh, you're going to have to show me that in the Bible. (laughs) You're going to really have to show me that because I've never heard this before. But just because you don't have faith doesn't mean the power isn't there. But it does take faith for that power to benefit from that power. And let me show you an example. Mark chapter 5, starting with verse 25. 
Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Okay, she had heard about Jesus. Somebody had told her about Jesus. Somebody had told her about the miracle worker. Today, you guys go out and tell other people about your healing or about healings that you've seen or or heard in this group or outside of this group. But you know that God heals. And so you bring your friend or your mom or your sister or somebody you really care about and you say, come here. You got to hear this. This is really good news. That's what happened with this woman. When she had heard about Jesus, she came. And this is what she said. If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. I have a question. Did she say, did she declare what she believed or what she expected before she felt it or after she felt it? Before. She didn't feel it until after she said it. She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And then she felt in her body that she was healed. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, there's the power, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? Then he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So she had this knowing that Jesus was a healer. She said, If only I can touch him, I know I'll be healed. And then she felt the healing move. She felt herself being healed. And then Jesus knew that the power had gone out of him. He didn't pray for, he didn't lay hands on her and pray for her. But she believed the power was present to heal. She believed it. And the power to heal benefited her. So in order to benefit from the healing power, you must first believe that the power is present. Foundation four. There are two ways the power of the Lord is made present to heal. Now, this is all good news, but it's nothing that you need to even do. The first way is the word of God. We talked about this last week. One of the ways that the power of God is made present is through his word. Mark 16, verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. The word is made, uh, the, the power is made manifest when the word is spoken. The word of God is alive. Jesus is the word made flesh. So let me ask you a question. Is the power to heal available right now, right here. Yeah. 
because we're talking about it. We're reading the Bible about healing. We've talked about different ways God heals. We, we've started to read some scriptures about healing, healing uh, accounts. And when we do, his power is made manifest. So it is available right now, right here, supernaturally. You might feel it. You might sense it. You might not. But it is available. It is here. It's available right now. I'm just going to give you a couple other scripture references to write down if you would like to read these later. Acts 14, verse 3. Another scripture that talks about the word of God being confirmed through signs and wonders. Also, Luke chapter 5, verse 17. We just read this. It's when Jesus was preaching and teaching and the power to heal was available. So God's healing power is present in a teaching session about healing. But you don't have to be in a room filled with people in order to have the power of God present. You can be reading your healing scriptures at home. You can be in the car listening to a teaching on healing. You don't have to be in a church or a church setting. Wherever you are where the word of God is, the power of God is present. But our part is faith to receive the benefit from that power. We're going to go there tonight, so be, get ready. My friend Jenny told me, come expecting, Cindy. First healing meeting I went to, she said, come expecting. So I'm going to just take a little brief commercial break, <laughs> and I'm going to say, okay, guys, get ready. Come expecting. It is 5 to 8. In about 20, 25 minutes, we're going to be laying hands... The power of God is present to heal. We're going to be administering that power, not us. It's God through us. And it's here. It's available. So come expecting. Say that right now. I am expecting tonight that when hands are laid on me and prayer is prayed, that I'm going to receive the power of God in my body to heal me. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. Okay. Another way that the power of God is made present to heal is through the gifts of the Spirit. And um, the scripture reference I'm going to read right from here, just to save a minute, is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So the gifts of the Spirit are another way that the presence of God or that the healing power of God is made present. So the, the, the gifts of the Spirit can, can um, be manifest even where the Word of God is not being taught. But the good news is that no matter what, you have the Word of God. 
You may not always have the gifts of the spirits active where you're at, when you're, you know, in the doctor's office or at work or wherever, but you always have the word of God. So you can access the presence of God whenever, wherever you want to do that. I just, I I don't know why, but I'm just going to stop and do this. Um, Words of knowledge. Words of knowledge are one of the gifts of the Spirit. Words of knowledge are a word from God directed to you. Um, Personally, it's very often a personal person that has a need, and God's speaking through a word of knowledge to that person. When that happens, there's a gift. It's a gift of the Spirit. And there's, there's all sorts of great stuff with that gift immediate healings, there's a buildup of faith, um, edification for the body of Christ. Edification means we're, we're um, energized, we're strengthened. We say, oh my God, look at him work. And we say, if God did that for, for Elise, he'll do it for me. If God did that for Donna, he'll do it for me. I have a couple words I'm going to share with you right now. Does anybody have anything going on with their stomach? Ministry team? Okay, I was seeking God about words of knowledge, and I saw a stomach, literally, in my, in my, I was praying and I saw a stomach. So that's what we're praying for right now. Anybody else? Father God, I speak over stomachs right now. I speak over digestive systems, and especially the organ of the stomach. I speak over um, acid in the stomach, and I call it um, settled in Jesus' name. I speak over um, pains in the stomach or um, any kind of digestion issues. I speak over them, and I call them healed in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for healing those things. And perfecting them in Jesus' name. Say, I receive it. I receive it. So we're combining two right now. We're laying hands and words of knowledge and prayer of agreement. Three. Okay, the next one I have is, um, I've never had this one before. And I thought of you, Cheryl, when you walked in. But you can see my little piece of paper. It's written down. And that's the tongue. I have no idea. Is anybody else dealing with something on their tongue? Okay, raise your hand, Cheryl. We're going to pray for you. Okay, somebody over here, Lisa, um, Randall, Randall. Anybody else? This is one I've never, never spoken before. So, Father God, I pray over the tongue right now. I pray over the health of the tongue, Father God. I call it made well. I speak over any sores or any issues on the tongue. And I pray right now, Father God, for supernatural healing supernatural recovery i thank you father that any issues of the tongue are healed and made whole and father i thank you that you've given us this organ to speak your word to bring life to speak words of life and i thank you father that we do it with our tongue and i thank you father that these tongues on these people are completely, completely restored. In Jesus' name, mm, amen. Now I feel his presence. Love it when he does that.
Okay. Um, wrists. Two for one. Anybody else with wrists? Our young lady back here. Two for one for you too, honey. He loves you. Anybody else with wrists? Just this one? Yes. Okay. Father, I speak to wrists right now. I speak to the joint. I speak to the ball and socket. I speak to the tendons. I speak to the, um, mm, I don't know what that thing's called. Anyway, God, you know. I speak to the wrists. I call them completely made well. I thank you, Father God, that they um, have freedom of movement. Freedom, Father God. Nothing binding them or holding them bound. I speak uh, against pain in these wrists. And I call pain completely removed in the name of Jesus. Because, Jesus, you paid the price. You carried our pain. I speak against arthritis in the name of Jesus. I call it removed. Removed in Jesus' name. I speak to the immune system. And I call the immune system working perfectly so that no arthritis can form in the name of Jesus. And I speak to the bones. I speak to the bones in the wrist. I call the bones completely restored to normal. And I thank you, Father, for complete freedom, excellent, excellent freedom of the wrist. I thank you for renewed youth and restoration. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And then as an act of faith, go ahead and move it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. The, the word that he gave me this morning was active Christianity. Active Christianity, whatever that means, active. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to take action. So get ready. Say, I'm going to take, I'm going to be an active Christian. I have active Christianity. I'm not going to be passive. I'm going to be active. I have confidence and I have boldness in God. I have confidence and boldness. Not because of who I am, but because of who he is. He loves me, and I'm going to receive it. Okay, thank you. Okay, now we're going to move on. The next big idea we're going to talk about is the administration of God's power. So we talked about when his power is present, and now we're going to talk about how it's administered, how it's, administered, how it's, how it's moved from being present into being used okay foundation five the healing power can be administered to your body in a number of different ways and then there's a list and we're not going to go through those because that's what we did last week lots of ways that the power of god can be administered the prayer cloth the anointing oil the prayer of agreement praying the prayer of faith for yourself the laying on of hands lots of ways that the um, power of god can be administered Foundation six, when the healing power of God is administered, you might or you might not feel it. Doesn't matter if you don't feel it, it's still there. When we were just praying, sometimes, sometimes people feel heat. <coughs> heat is good. <laughs> they feel heat when we, hold, when we lay hands. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they feel this, a surge of, of, of power. Sometimes they don't. It doesn't matter doesn't matter what you feel the power of god is still being administered okay 
Mark 16, 18. I think it's the next slide. Yes. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. When we lay hands, this is the one we're really going to focus on today. When This is what Jesus used above all others. This is the method he used. Oh, Lisa, I love what you just did. <laughs> she went, oh. When I said, this is the method Jesus used above all others. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the miracle worker. Jesus, our healer. Jesus, the one who died so that we could receive. This is the method that he used above all others when he was praying or when he was healing. And this scripture says, it says that believers will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That word recover, I think is interesting. The word recover denotes that it might take time over, it might take place over time. And that when we lay hands on the sick, that is the beginning of the recovery process. Now, the work is done. Jesus completed the work. But the manifestation process isn't always immediate. Sometimes it is. We love it when it is. When you see the Marlene um, testimony, it was an immediate healing. But many times it's the beginning of the recovery process. And what you're going to see tonight is how we can receive that a, that uh, awesome, holy, healing power. And then it's re- working to recover your body. And when you know what's happening, then you've got a whole different attitude about what happened when you received prayer. You don't say, oh, it didn't work. You say, oh, it's working. It's working. And it's working because that's what's happening. So we're going to believe that the healing power of God is administered every time you receive prayer, every time hands are laid on you. So now this is where I really want to focus. Your part in receiving. Your part in receiving the healing power. Foundation 7. The healing power of God can be administered to you and yet lie dormant. You have a part to play. So, according to God's word, is God's word true? Yeah. According to God's word, believers will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It doesn't say believers will lay hands on the sick and they might recover. It doesn't say believers will lay hands on the sick and maybe they will or maybe they won't. It doesn't say that believers will lay hands on the sick and if it's God's will they'll recover. That's not what it says. It says that when believers lay hands on the sick, they will recover. So if you haven't seen anything, it's not that it's not there. The power to heal has been administered, but you might not know it. And that's why we're doing this whole thing about revealing new knowledge to you. Would you turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4? There's a scripture in here that I have been just reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. There's two verses. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. Verse 14 says, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy 
with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. Now, if you read this in context, it's about um, ordination. It's about being ordained minister. These two verses, when you look at them in, in real closely, it's talking about a gift. It's talking about hands being laid on and a gift being given. That's what happens when we pray for healing. Hands are laid on and the gift of healing, the, the, the grace of God is administered. And it says, don't neglect, ne- don't neglect that gift which was given to you by the laying on of the hands of the eldership. So the question is, why do we neglect it? Why would we neglect receiving that power? Many of us have had hands laid on and prayers prayed and maybe haven't felt that they've received the answer to their prayer. So let's look at a couple of reasons why. First one, one reason we might not receive or we might not think we've received is because we're unaware. We're unaware that the healing power was given to you through that prayer, through the laying on of hands and the prayer. Now listen to this. This is so cool. We've been talking about the fact, the truth, that Jesus supplied healing when he died, right? We've been talking about that over the last several weeks. When he died on the cross and when he was raised to the dead, he provided for our healing. It says in the Bible, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. Okay? But this is where we miss it. Just believing that he supplied healing isn't enough. We need to believe that we've received it. Not just that he supplied it, but that we receive it. It's one thing... I want to read this because I want to make sure I say this right. Um, Most people believe that Jesus supplied healing for them, but they're not aware of the fact that that the healing power that Jesus supplied to them through his death was administered to their bodies when they were prayed for. Mark 11, 24 is going to be up here right now. We've already read it, but I want to read it again. It says... Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. It doesn't say believe that Jesus supplied them and you will receive them. It says believe that you receive them. So it's, it's a little bit different, but it's a lot different. It's not just saying, okay, Jesus did that. It's saying, I receive it. I receive it. So that's one reason why when we pray and lay hands, you might not think you've received anything because you just don't know it. But it's there, according to the word. You have received it. Number two, another reason why people don't receive or don't feel like they've received during prayer and laying on of hands is because their attention is fixed on the problem instead of on receiving the healing. They're focused on the the problem in their body and not on the fact that in the midst of that prayer, the power of God is moving mightily into them to heal their bodies. And let's look at the next verse, 1 Timothy 
chapter 4, verse 15. This is what God says to do. He says, don't neglect that gift that's in you that was given when hands were laid on you. And then he says, this is what to do. Meditate on those things. Give yourselves entirely to them. And then your progress will be made evident to all. So he tells us to do things. He said to, to do two things. Meditate on what's going on and give yourself wholly to it, completely. Give yourself completely to that gift that was given to you. So how do you do that? This is your part. We've talked a lot about God's part and about the people that are praying. Now we're going to talk about your part. Okay, this is in your notes. We're going to spend time doing three things. Thinking, talking, and thanking. Thinking, speaking, and thanking. And these are the things that we're thinking, speaking, and thanking God for. We're thinking about what Jesus supplied through his death, burial, and resurrection. We're thinking about the amazing gift of Jesus paying the price for us because we are so worth it to him because he loves us so much. We're thinking about the method that that, that, that um, power of God was administered to us. So when I was praying for Kim right now, for her wrists and for her tongue, she, she can think about that and meditate on it and say, when Cindy laid hands on me, the power of God flowed into me. Jesus died. It's a done deal. He provided it for me. And then when Cindy laid hands on me and prayed, the power of God was administered to me. So that's the second thing. The third thing that she can think about is how her body's recovering. And she can say, okay, my wrist is improving. Whatever was going on in my wrist, and if you know what's going on in your body, you know what, to, what, you're, what it needs to do. In my case, when I was dealing with cancer, my lymph nodes had cancer in them. So I meditated on my lymph nodes specifically. I said, okay, lymph nodes are designed to destroy sickness. And yet my lymph nodes supposedly were succumbing to cancer and being overtaken. I said, oh, no, 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 no. My lymph nodes are strong and they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger every day. And they're fighting off disease. And I would meditate on that. I would speak to it and I would meditate on my healthy lymph nodes, not my sick lymph nodes. So you think about what Jesus supplied. You think about the po- how the power of God was administered to you through laying on of hands or any other method, through the healing cloth or through the gift of the word of knowledge or through um, uh, whatever method it was, the, the anointing oil, whatever it was. And then you, you meditate on, on the recovery process. You might not have seen it yet. It might not have completely happened yet but you're meditating on that happening. And then you start speaking about it. Same thing. Doug. That's good. So that as much as you can, because of physical, with physical things, sometimes it's hard. But don't go around acting sick. 
Yes. You need to act healed. The scripture that we're, that we're really using today, it says meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them. And that's what you're talking about. Give yourself entirely to it. Act it out. Believe it. Speak it. And that was where, exactly where I was going next. Meditate on it, speak it, and thank God for it. So you're going to meditate, think about, speak about, and thank God. For all of those things. So you're going to speak. You're going to talk about what Jesus supplied in his death, burial, and resurrection. You're going to talk about the power being administered to you when, you were, when hands were laid on you and you were prayed for. You're going to talk about the recovery process that your body's going through. Now, you're probably not going to talk about it to everybody at work. Huh? But you are going to talk about it to yourself. You are going to talk about it to your spouse if they're in agreement with you. You are going to talk about it to your, to your um, mentor or your friend, your spiritual friend. And then you're going to thank God for it. You're going to thank God for what Jesus supplied. You're going to thank God for the healing power that was administered to you. You're going to thank God for the, the, your body recovering. Thank you, God, that my lymph nodes are whole. Thank you, God, that my wrist is healed and I can do with it what I want to do with it without any pain or, or, or instability or whatever. Thank you, God. You're going to thank God for it. So that's how you give yourself wholly, like Doug was saying, to this gift of grace. And what you're doing is you're taking hold of it. You're receiving it. Then... How many of you have had, you're doing really well, you're strong, you've, you believe, you're receiving, you're, you're starting to maybe have some good results in your body, and then the enemy attacks. Had that happen? And the symptoms come back, or the fear attacks, or you wake up in the middle of the night feeling like you're crushed with fear, or whatever it is. If that happens, this is what you do. You... Tell the enemy what Jesus supplied with his death, burial, and resurrection. You say, oh no, Satan. Jesus died for my healing. Jesus paid the price because he loves me a lot and I'm worth it to him. You tell the devil that. And then you tell him, oh no, devil. When, when I was prayed for and hands were laid on me, God's power went in me and it's working. It's working now, right now, so f forget it. And then you tell the devil, my body is recovering. My body is recovering. I'm getting better and better and better and better and better. And you're a liar. So leave me alone. So all of those things that you're thinking about, talking about, and thanking God for, tell the enemy if he attacks you. Tell him. And watch him run. God says when we submit to him and resist the enemy, the enemy has to flee. Okay? We're almost done. At the very end of this verse in Timothy, it says, I'm going to go back and read the whole verse. Meditate on these things. Give yourselves entirely to them. 
act the part until you become the part and look at the result that your progress may be evident to all that your progress oh I love seeing your progress guys and it is evident to all I've seen the evidence of Doug's healing I've seen the evidence of Lisa's healing I've seen the evidence of Yvonne's healing and and so many others Jerry's healing so many that are here I mean I look around and it's just awesome the the progress is evident to all and then guess what God is glorified God is glorified last foundation foundation eight once the power has been obtained keep the switch of faith turned on once you plug in don't unplug don't unplug keep the switch on so how does that happen faith not only obtains the healing power but it's also the faith that keeps that power working in us once it is obtained so we want to talk about how to do that how to keep it working first of all it's important to have some very specific believing and the first important thing to believe is that the healing power has been administered that when the when somebody laid hands on you the power of God went into you and it's in there working okay that's the first thing the second thing is that it's continuing to work it's continuing to work the healing power of God is working mightily in your body to recover your body from the sick and conditioned I've got a uh, at the very bottom of your paper I have a little um, declaration I love this one just consistently say thank you God the power of God is working mightily in me in, in me now when I was prayed for you can put today's date in there you can put today's time in there on, Mar on May 29th on May 29th, when, when somebody prayed for me, the power of God was administered. And it's working mightily in me now to recover my body from the sickness. This is a good tool. This is a good tool. And we're going to help you. We're going to say that with you tonight when we pray. Your confession of what you believe, your speaking, your, your words of what you believe keeps that power active and working. If you say, oh, it didn't work. I've heard that before. Uh, it didn't work. I got, pray, I got prayer. It didn't work. That's what you're going to get. If you receive that prayer and say, it's working. It's working. It's working. I know it's in, my, it's in me. It's working. It's my God loving on me. And it's working. So keep that confession going. And thanksgiving is the best tool of all. Thank you, God. Mm, thank you, God, for what you're doing in me now. I said it all the time when I was fighting cancer. I said, God's taking such good care of me. I didn't feel it. I didn't always see it. Sometimes I did. But many times I didn't. But I said, God's taking good care of me. I know he is. He's taking good care of me. Okay, I've got a couple pictures up here, and then we're going to start praying. Think about a plant that is wilted. This is my plant in my house, and it gets wilted frequently and a plant is wilted and you know it needs water you take your watering can you water it and you leave and you know that it's going to come you know stand back up and come to life you don't see it when you water it you don't see it perk back to life but you're confident that it's going to 
You don't worry, 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 say, oh, I hope, it's, I hope it comes back. I hope it stands up again. I hope that water worked. The same thing with the, when we're praying for you. Know that when hands are laid on you, it's working. You might not see it right away, but it is working. Go ahead and go to the next slide. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Just like the plant. Go back and forth one more time. Okay, look at the leaves. They're all laying down. Now they're standing up and they're happy. The water that was given to them, it took time. When we receive prayer, when the power of God is administered to you, you don't need to say, oh, I hope it works. I hope it worked. Maybe it didn't. Maybe next time it will. Just like when you water a plant and you're confident that that water is doing what it needs to do. When we pray today, and every time that you come for prayer, because this is something new you maybe haven't heard before, So this is a new piece of knowledge to know that when prayer is prayed, it doesn't go away. It is active. It doesn't last for 30 minutes or an hour or maybe only instantly, and then if it doesn't work, it's no good. Uh Uh-uh. God's power is beyond space and time, and it works ongoing. It's administered. It's present. It's administered, and then you have it. It's yours. So when we pray tonight, we're going to do this a little bit differently. We're going to have short prayers tonight instead of long prayers. If you want long prayers, we'll pray long prayers later. But for now, we're going to lay hands just like Jesus did. He didn't pray long prayers. And he said, you know, whatever the need was, be healed in the name of Jesus. When we lay hands on you, and then we're going to ask you to repeat something that's on your paper. We're just going to say, we're going to ask you to make a declaration of faith and say, The power of God is working mightily in me now to heal my body. And then we will be available as long as you want. If you have questions or if you would like us to show you something in the Bible to back up what what I've been teaching, we're here to do that for as long as you would like to stay. Yes, Eva or Jolene. Really? And they're gone. gone. Praise, praise, praise God. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. That's the word of knowledge. And she's, you know, she'd had this pain, didn't know why it was or where it was coming from. We prayed, it's gone. Oh, praise him. Thank you for sharing. Because that's what builds our faith to receive. And that's what we need right now before we pray. So um, I was going to have a healing line across here, but I, I don't know. I really do want to do that, even though we've got a lot of people. So I think what we're going to do is instead of having, um, instead of um, the way that we usually do it, I literally want you to just come in and make a line, and then and we'll make another line. We're probably going to need more than one. And we just want to lay hands on each one of you. I'm going to leave the mic on today. Don't usually do that, but I want to do this corporately. We're not going to have long prayers. It's going to be very short. We're going to come together in agreement and believe for healings. Okay, I would like just Tom. You know what, Tom and Fran. Would you just, you two come up with me? And people that um, would like to receive prayer, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable at all, and we'll pray privately if you want to do that later. But we're just going to do this kind of quickly. So if you'd like prayer, come on up. I want you to face us and just make a long line, and we're just going to walk down the line and pray for you. 
And Fran, will you come with me, please? And Tom, will you get behind people? 